Well, this week I've been meditating on one verse. You know, as we build up to Jesus entering into Jerusalem, knowing that at the end of the week he was going to be hung on that cross. But the one verse that uh, was playing on my heart was, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. For the joy, he knew why he was doing that. He knew the pain. It was going to be very painful. Not just the physical pain, but the whole spiritual element of he who knew no sin, the Bible says, becoming sin. But because he loved us, he endured the cross. And the word endure came out in my thinking. Because right now, a lot of us, in a way, have to endure so much. The lockdown, of course, can't compare to what Jesus had to endure but I want to encourage us this morning with the whole aspect of enduring. That's the title of my message this morning, Endure. And there's a verse that's going to come on your screen. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 3. Where Paul says, endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Endure hardship. And I want to encourage us this morning. Because some of us, three weeks now at home and you know, all kinds of feelings and frustrations uh, must be starting to surface. You're getting a bit edgy, a bit impatient, uh, losing your cool with your family. Listen, the Bible is encouraging us this morning, endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And I put down a few thoughts in my notes here. Stretching isn't easy. Stretching. In any sense of the imagination we can think of stretching isn't easy at all. But in the end, it makes us stronger. And God uses stretching to prepare us for what, he li for what lies ahead of us, for the plans and purposes that he has for us. And right through the Bible, you look at people who God used in different ways, had to go through hardship and had to go through endurance. David and Goliath, that's a great story. And if you remember David... You know, when he's talking to King Saul, he says, listen, I went through the bear and I went through the lion. And because I went through the bear and the lion, I'm now prepared to face Goliath. And we do not know why we're going through this season that we're going through. There is a purpose in why some of us are being stretched more than what we've ever been before. Because God has a purpose even in the midst of this season of stretching, of hardship, of endurance. There's a bear and there's a lion that comes before the Goliath. And God alone knows the plans and purposes that he has for your life. And therefore, he's allowing us to go through this situation of being stretched. And like I said last Sunday, you know, it's easier for some, more difficult for others, because it's not just the present, but it's the anticipation of what might happen after everything gets back to normal, the financial implications the health implications. You know, some people have had to, un, you know, go through uh, losses of their loved ones during this time. What is life going to be like when we come back from this? And I just want to use this little time to encourage us that in the midst of all the pain and the heartache that we might be going through, it's amazing that God is able to take that and still use it for His glory. Not just to bless us, but one day to be a blessing to somebody else. And so the Bible is encouraging us to endure hardship. You know, we can name, story, we can name person after person and 
Go through story after story. Moses went through his time of stretching. Daniel went through his time of stretching. Joseph went through his time of stretching. I mean, he had a promise. Everything was going to get better according to the dream that he had in his life. But if at all, it started going downhill from the moment he had the promise. Yet in the midst of all that he was going through, God was preparing him for something bigger in the days ahead. James 1-2, a, a beautiful verse for us at this point of time. It says, count it all joy when you face trials of various kinds, knowing that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And let perseverance be perfected and complete that you may be perfect and in the end lack nothing. So this morning as you're sitting there, not just in context of what we're going through, but in your personal life, you might be saying, Chris, I'm going through a very tough time right now. I want to encourage you and say, God has a plan. God has a purpose. And in the season of time, he's allowing us to be stretched for some purpose that he has for our lives in the days ahead. Count it all joy when you face trials of various kinds, knowing that the testing of your faith is producing perseverance and perfection for the days ahead. I remember when I first went to Bible school, in fact, every Bible school student knows this story because I make mention of it at the start of every year, every academic year when I start, we start Bible school, I make mention of the story. When I went to Bible school, 1997, this was Singapore City Harvest Church, uh, Pastor Kong, he, if he's watching, God bless you. Uh, he started off by saying, listen, human endurance can be stretched. Human endurance can be stretched. And he said, let God stretch you to the extent that he wants to, to stretch you because only he knows what lies ahead of you. And there may be times you may think, I cannot cope with any more stretching, but God knows that we can by his grace. And so in the season of time, allow him to stretch us. In fact, we've been stretched with all the technology. This week has been crazy for me trying to get my head around so many things in a short span of time. This morning before service started, we had a few minutes before we got a few things right. And it was stretching to realize that by God's grace, what might seem impossible, what might seem that we cannot do, God says, yes, if you're willing to be stretched and you're willing to trust me, I can show you what I've made you capable of enduring what I've made you capable of achieving, what I've made you capable of doing for my kingdom. Listen, in this season, you might be surprised after you come out of it, the ability to which you can be stretched. And it all has a purpose because God has something mighty lined up ahead of you. In my own life, over the years, I can't tell you the times I've been stretched. Lyra and I have been stretched so many times over the years. Not that we're there yet, but we realize today our capacity to go through challenges, our capacity to go through battles that come with the ministry are far more better than what they were when we first began. I always say God's building good shock absorbers in us, spiritual shock absorbers, so that we can keep running, keep running this race till we finish one day. And he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. And so I want to encourage you that in the midst of this stretching, challenging scenario that we're in, God is preparing you 
for something that he has in mind for you in the days ahead. And so endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. In context of this hardship and enduring hardship, I've got just two points. Just two points to throw in. How do we approach hardship? What do we do in order to endure as a soldier of Jesus Christ? Two things come to my mind for today, and I'll share more as we go along. Number one, it's so important to have a positive attitude. I, I think all of us have heard this phrase, attitude determines altitude, and all kinds of phrases with attitude. Attitude is so important. How I approach the situation will determine what I get from it, how I go through it, and what I come out with at the end of it. Attitude is so key, not just in this situation, right through our lives. I've had to learn to have a positive attitude because as you know my story, I had negative stinking thinking, a very negative attitude. And let me, I put down one or two very interesting quotes uh, that I've picked up over the years. The first one from a very well-known uh, Christian leader, uh, Charles Swindle. In fact, some of, some of you would know him as Chuck Swindle. Very well-known, very well-known Christian leader and author. And he put down this uh, quote, which should come on your screen right now. He said, I'm convinced that life is 10% of what happens to me and 90% of how I react to it. Wow. <laughs> I, might, I might just pause here for us to let it sink in. Successful people are not any different from anybody else. They face the same challenges. They start off with the same status quo and resource as everybody else. But it's the attitude in the midst of those challenges and in the midst of those storms that determines who goes further and who stays where they are. And I read this again. He says, I'm convinced that life is 10% of what happens to me and 90% of how I react to it. Listen, if there was never a better time than to work on our reactions, it is now. Lockdown, nothing much to do. Frustration, energy penting up. Go to the supermarket, you've got to stand in long lines with distance of two meters between each other. Not sure when you go and you're going to get that favorite brand of coffee or that special chocolate or that treat that you like. You've got to cope with all kinds of things. I know these are little things, but there are some bigger things that we've got to cope with. Some are coping with far bigger challenges at this point of time. But in the midst of this, our attitude will, will help us go through this easier. But not just that, our attitude will help us come out stronger than what we've gone in with at this point of time. Here's another quote from Chuck Swindle. He says, we're all faced with a series of great opportunities brilliantly disguised as impossible situations. Oh, I love this one. I love this one. We're all, all of us, you and me together right now, all of us faced with a series of great opportunities brilliantly disguised as impossible situations. I love reading the stories of people who've made it in life. All of them failed many times, several times. But the good thing was they picked themselves up and they ran again. They seized the opportunity. They, they said, we're not going to take no for an answer. 
We're going we're gonna to still fight. We're still going to run. Listen, I want to encourage you this morning. This is faith. Faith sa- says when the odds are against us, we're still speaking, thinking victory. Even though the odds are against us, we're still singing victory. We're still singing success. We're still singing by the grace of God, I'm going to come through triumphantly. Hallelujah. That's faith. In the midst of the storm, choosing to believe. Choosing to say there is an opportunity to go forward. You know, that's why James 1, 2, I'm referring to this verse again. It says, count it all joy. I like that word. It doesn't say hang in there, have a mournful attitude or a mournful faith, but just hang in there because, you know, it's building your faith. He says, listen, be joyful. Your attitude of joy is what's going to determine the outcome of the rest of that verse. Count it all joy when you face trials of various kinds. In fact, on the, on the opposite spectrum of that, the Israelites, if you know, they were murmuring and grumbling. That's why after coming out of the great experience of crossing the Red Sea, they were murmuring and grumbling. And what does the Bible say? None of them entered the promised land. That's how critical attitude is, even in God's eyes. That the Israelites were murmuring and grumbling and mournful and defeated. Oh, we're not going to make it. They're giants. We're grasshoppers. Our resources are not enough. Listen, I've learned over the years. Listen, I started life like that. That was me. I started with my negative, hopeless. Every time anything went wrong, that was it. Worst case scenario, end of the world. But God's taught me now to be a person of faith. To see the glass half full, not half empty. When I see a challenge, I don't immediately say, oh, what are we going to do now? I say, what are we going to do to get through this one? Because if our God is for us, nothing can be against us. And that's you this morning as well. Not, even, not only saying the glass is half full, the glass is overflowing because we see with the eyes of the Spirit that God is able to provide supernaturally. God is able to do extraordinary things in ordinary individuals like you and me because He is an extraordinary God. And so we can have a positive attitude because of the God we serve, because the God who loves us, Because of the God who says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Who says, I'm able to do exceedingly abundantly above what you can ask or imagine. And so, we're talking this morning about enduring. About standing strong. But listen, one of the key ingredients in standing strong is having a positive faith conquering attitude. A conquering spirit that I can do all things. Through Christ, who strengthens me. I can do good weather, but I can also do bad weather. I can do plentiful, as Paul says, but I can also do a season of lack. I and you can do all things through Christ, who strengthens us. Hey, I wonder what stories and testimonies and miracles you're going to bring to us at the end of the season of God's supernatural provision. I don't have time this morning, but there are so many stories that's happening through the week for us, you know, of how God's providing and taking care of all that we need and are looking for, even in the midst of where we are. God is able. Let me bring you the second point, and 
and they're going to wind, wind up in, in a few moments. In endurance, not only is it important to have a positive uh, attitude, a faith attitude, it's also important, as the Bible says, to redeem the time. Redeem the time. I'll read the verse that will come up on your screen. Ephesians 5, verses 15 and 16. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. How many wise people out there? Not wise in our own strength, wise with his wisdom. Redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Listen, you may think this is wasted time. Let me tell you, this could be the most precious time of your life ever if you can use it and begin to use this time wisely to your advantage. How many of us know it's like a rat race when everything is back to normal? Look at the hours we can make use of wisely, positively, productively during the season. It's very easy to get caught up in Getting bored. And I know it's, it's, it's a reality because after a period of time, you've got to, you've got to self-motivate. And that's important. You've got to motivate yourself. You've got to be intentional. But I can't tell you how invaluable this time can be for the rest of your life. What, are you going to, what new skill are you, going, are you going to learn during this time? What new skill or what skill that you already have that you're going to develop during this time? Perhaps that one thing that's been there and you say, I wish I had time to pursue you, there's so much available online at this point of time that you can use. Use this time wisely because you're never going to get this time again. Perhaps once in our lifetime, we're going to have weeks and weeks of time like this available in order for us to, to come out of this stronger, redeem the time. I'm going to attempt to use a phrase that I learned when I was in school, way, way back in India. I was in grade three or four. And I think all the Indians, right, this is, a, this is going to be in Hindi, an Indian language. And so all you Indians there, don't laugh at me because my, 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 my pronunciation of the, of the Indian language isn't the best. But, yep, you can have a laugh at my expense. But this phrase stuck with me from those early years. And I've never forgotten it. It's a, a little prose a little two lines in Hindi. And this is what it says. It says, Kal karai so aaj kar, aaj karai so ab, pal me parlai hoegi, pahure karai go kab. Now this is what it means in English. It says, do today what you plan to do tomorrow. And do now, right now, what you plan to do today. Time will fly by so quickly, and when are you going to accomplish and finish all the remaining things that you purposed to do? So do today what you plan to do tomorrow. Do right now what you plan to do today, because time is flying by so quickly, when are you, you going to complete everything that's on your bucket list? Paraphrasing that. Listen. We have a lot of opportunity in these few days in lockdown to upskill ourselves, build ourselves up. If you're a Christian, listen, this is a great time to fill yourself with the Word of God. Spend time in the Word. Spend time memorizing Scripture. Spend time praying in the Spirit. Spend time in intercession. Spend time in, 
in, in, in, in building cargo. I always say this. I, I speak to young leaders everywhere I go. What cargo are you carrying on the inside? Because the cargo you carry will make room for you. Listen, this is the time to build good cargo on your inside. Because this, these days are going to fly by very quickly. But what you're going to have inside of you is going to make room for you in the days ahead. Days ahead. People, people don't want to hear people who have nothing on the inside. We've got to have some stuff. Listen, my friends, redeem the time. Make the most. In fact, you could be busier than what it was before lockdown. In fact, my life and some of us at Gateway, we are far busier because we are trying to do so much as well as build ourselves up during this time. But listen, I won't have it any other way. The Bible says, redeem the time. Use it creatively. And I'm... I'm, I'm not going to touch on this today. I'm going to talk about this at some other time. There's one little parable uh, I, I'll just refer to, but I won't talk about it today. Where Jesus speaks of the, the ten virgins, the five wise virgins, and the five foolish ones. And I'm going to ask Rob to come up right now because we're closing service. Listen, the greatest thing I want you to think of during this time when you have time to think Think about your soul. Think about your soul. Because this parable tells us the bridegroom, and referring to Jesus, is coming back soon, one day. And the Bible says, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world but loses his soul? What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world loses his soul. Listen, in these days that we have, I want to encourage you, my friend. Think about your soul. One day this life will be over on earth, this side of eternity. And one day we've got to go home to meet our maker. And as I said last Sunday, he wants to make peace with us. When we have peace with him, we will have peace with him. And when we have peace within, we have peace around us. And also when we have peace within and we have peace with him, we are ready to meet him when we close our eyes here on earth. Let me pray with you as we close the service. Endure in this season. Maintain a positive attitude. Redeem the time. Because God is preparing you and me for something that lies ahead. He's equipping you and me in a time such as this for a time such as this. Let's bow our heads. Thank you, Lord. That we can come round together like this on a Sunday morning, wherever we are, across the world. And I pray, Father, for your strength for each of us during this season. It's not easy. It's not easy by any stretch of imagination. It's stretching us. It's pushing us to the, the boundaries of our patience, our ability to cope physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually for some of us. Yet I thank you that you can use this season to stretch us 
to equip us, to build us, to prepare us for what lies ahead. I pray, Father, we would continue to have a faith attitude, an attitude that sees with the eyes of the Spirit, with your eyes, that in the end all things work together for good. Help us to be positive, strong, not in our own strength, your strength. Help us to redeem the time. Help us to make the most of every minute, every second of our lives so that we can allow you to do in us what you want to do. Bless my friends watching. For those who still do not know you and may wonder what's Chris talking about this morning, I pray they would seek in this time that they have. Seek to know what is it about our souls. What will happen when I close my eyes here on earth? Jesus, why did you come 2,000 years ago to die on that cross? And next week, we're going to celebrate Resurrection Sunday. What's this all about? I pray that each one would take time to reflect on their own souls so that we will be ready to meet you face to face one day. Bless each one, Father. I pray for healing, for strength, for protection, provision. Bless every family that's gathered around, every single person, every single parent, everyone that's not well, anyone that lost their family members, we pray of comfort upon them, Father. Pray for the ones in the forefront, Lord, the NHS, the carers, the police, the providers, the supermarkets, those who are working behind the scenes. Bless them all. We stand together in this season. We know we'll come through strong. Jesus name.